Hello and welcome back to Talking Walls. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today it's only three of us today. George's actually sunning himself in Antigua. Well, if you looked at his Instagram story earlier, it uh, looked quite gloomy, but not as gloomy <laughs> as, uh, as the Midlands. But George, if you're listening, mate, I hope you're enjoying yourself. We're all missing you. We can't wait to have you back, but we're still strong. We're always outnumbered, never outgunned. I'm joined by Dave as a party. Dave, how you doing, mate? 4K camera as well. Cheesy, I know. First day uh, podcast debut for the camera. So, yeah, all good, mate. Thank you. All good. Good. You're uh, looking dashing there. What skincare routine do you use, mate? Because that mate, 4K is, uh, uh, the camera is doing well for the skin. You want to know? It's going to feel as it all doing for the birds. Little, little blemish thing. Yeah, yeah. Sort of Instagram filter on there. Nah. <laughs> it, it, it comes to something that Finn's the youngest out of all of us by some distance and probably today looks the oldest. Yeah. Finn, how are you, mate? Long day in the office today. Um, yeah, yeah, very. Can you tell? Um, yeah. I don't think this light is this lighting doing anything for me. Maybe I am just getting old, but um, but no, yeah. Well, I think we're all gloomier than George anyway, aren't we? Because he missed the game at the weekend. Um, yeah. And Dave but, gave him a glowing thirty-second report, which I hope he can uh, repeat on uh, on the podcast. It definitely cannot be repeated on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what What was that then? No, he was in the oh, WhatsApp group. Did you not listen to it? Yeah, it was in the group, but yeah. I no, I'm not listening to that. I'd have to oh, scoot. Oh, it's superb. Have a listen there. Yeah. I was going to say, Dave, Dave giving someone, th- plus. Dave yeah. someone 30 <laughs> seconds. I don't know how lucky they are. Anyway, before we, uh, <laughs> we've got loads to get through today. Um, we're going to be looking back at the Brighton game. Um, double game week, Leeds and Arsenal. Talk about our betmate teams. Of course, we're talking about the uh, um, arrival of Hulem Lopetegui and his staff. And we'll take your questions. So, chaps, let's start with the Brighton game on, well, last Saturday. Brighton 3, Wolves 2. Dave, I think your tweet summed it up fantastically. Um, and it was a tweet, was I believe it was, Samedo has genuinely dropped a 0 out of 10 today. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I was, I, and I was you don't normally swear on the timeline either. No, no. I'm, I'm, I am always cautious of the old swearing. But, no, um... Yeah, he was, mate. He was dreadful. He was absolutely, and I don't know if he picked up a knock early doors because um, I did notice him limping, maybe about five five minutes or so in, five ten minutes in. But genuinely, that was an absolutely atrocious performance. I can think of very little performances from an individual player that I've seen that is worse that is worse than that um, at Molyneux. And I've said it on the review, and I think a lot of people agree that him, him and Johnny at the moment, so almost as if they're having a competition. Of who can have a worse game because you know one of them plays bad, the other one gets gets in, um, and the other one's even worse. But yeah, he, he was atrocious. Um, I, I know we'll talk about the goals, but carbon copy of the Palace goal where he's beaten at the back post, um, and then the red card is just so stupid, so so daft. So yeah, not, of, not a performance uh, all day for him to remember. One of the questions we had um, on Twitter was, do, do us guys think that Johnny and Samada will adapt to the back four? At this point, I'm not sure they're going to adapt to how to kick a fucking ball again. Because no. it's... It, it's a, what, what has happened to the wing-backs? Like, Bueno's been all right. Hey, Nuri's been so-so. You, you know what? It's a good job that he lives uh, in Technol and not Bilston because of the, the amount of Yadars over there. Because during Halloween, he had the maddest Halloween setup outside of his house. Samada. That, yeah, that went down on the 1st of November. And by the 2nd of November, he's got this massive Christmas tree up and Christmas lights out already. So, um, the, the Yadars, I mean, I've, I've let it slip now. 
but it'll be all <laughs> over Twitter saying, I, I wish you'd spend more time on the training pitch than sorting out your decorations. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need too far. I've been doing you only around the corner. Yeah. yeah quite a few players have got the Christmas trees up, though. Finn, I think it's, a, it's, like a por- it's like a Portuguese thing, I think, isn't it? I saw a lot of the Brazilian players. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no, I haven't got mine up yet. And I mean, with Samedo's back post defending, he can't jump high enough to put the star on, I can't imagine. So uh, he needs some help. Um, but no, not yet. It's a Christmas, it's a December thing, isn't it? Tree, I surely? think so. so First yeah, week yeah, of December, December, I think. And then it's down on the 27th for me. Well, <laughs> let's let's go back to the bright. I don't really want to talk about it. Um, but let's talk about the first, if you can remember it. Finn, first goal. Lalana. remember <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> good finish, good finish. Oh, he's such an irritating twatizo in Ilana. He's just like, and he's like Pedenta Neves, but when he's not on your team, it's just yap 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 yap. Oh, straight it's so irritating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight to the referee. But it it, it was a it was a good finish. I, I, I all I remember it just being played around. But Brighton, from a from a purist point of view, is such a good side, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's what we should aspire to be like. But they, they just make it look simple, and, and you know, football is simple. They were even, you know, setting traps when the ball went out wide, and their like centimetres were coming in narrow, and it was just making us so easy to get played through. But that first goal in is a is a lovely finish, but it was too easy, wasn't it? Yeah, and I mean, you say it's simple, but Brighton probably have the most complex um, formation and moving about. Like I was trying to explain to my mum, she's like, right, where's he playing then? So I'm saying, like, oh, Pascal Gross is starting at right back, kind of. And then you see him like running through on goal, the furthest man forward. They're all over the shop. And and Lallana was one of those as well that was I couldn't really pinpoint where he was. Um, only uh, plus side to that was that I had a, a Trossard assist from that on FPL, which is how I'm feeling now, just transferring a player that um, that's about to play Wolves. And that's the only thing he did. But I was looking, it was Lallana's first contribution of the season, Mitoma's first goal of the season. If anyone needs a, a start um, to their season, I think it's play Wolves at the moment. But yeah, it was great football, carved through us. Um, and yeah, I just say, I, I've never really been that bothered with with Lalana, but he, he was um, he was rather annoying at the weekend. He's got to be, how old is he now? He's other side of 30, isn't he, surely? Yeah, he's off 33, isn't he? Yeah, can't be he had a good chance before him. the goal as well, I think, didn't he? Was mm-hmm. it just over or just wide? Still a, like he's still a good player, though, man. Like, his close mm-hmm. control's unbelievable. Such an intelligent mm-hmm. yeah. player. But that Mitoma, I saw, like, Everyone waxing lyrical about him, like three chances created, mm. one goal. I was like, yeah, but look at the opposition. We're absolute dog <laughs> shit. Like, I think if one of us had played, at least created a couple of chances. But we got we, mm. we got straight back in the game, Dave. And even, um, we'll talk about the sending off, but with 11 men, they were dominating the ball. <clears> but <throat> I still felt like, for probably the second time this season, maybe, that when we went forward, we looked like we had a bit of cutting edge. Yeah, we looked we looked dangerous on the counter. To be fair, like you said, Brighton were knocking it around quite well. But every time we won possession back, we looked quite dangerous ourselves. But it was a it was a great ball there by Bubakar Traoré, sort of on the on the turn. Great not to find Guedes. And to be fair, it's it's what we've expected from him all season. Just confidence in in his play and his run. Um, he could have easily gone down and probably would would have won a penalty uh, on his run. But he just poked it past Robert Sanchez, and it it's sort of the goal. Uh, the type of goal and type of run you were we were expecting from him when he when he joined in the summer, um, so we need more of that. I know towards the end of the game, obviously he was struggling. I, I still don't think he's fully fit. He won't last a ninety minute match, but 
the way um, he was driving at the Brighton defence, he was giving them a couple of problems. And I think that's what we need more of. If we can get that more of that from him, whether he plays against Leeds or whether he starts against Arsenal as well, I think that's a real, real positive uh, sign that we possibly start to see the Gonzalo Guedes that we wanted since the summer. Yeah, I mean, he still doesn't look like he wants to be here. But perhaps that's <laughs> yeah. just his... Even the celebration, it was just like, fuck's sake, it's good. Yeah. When he got done it, like... <laughs> well, second it second <laughs> half, to be fair... Yeah, second half, he had a couple of good uh, little runs in. He was fouled quite early. I think the, the Brighton players knew that they couldn't give him that much time and space. Um, but hopefully, you know, manager like Lopetegui comes in, gives him a kick up the arse, and he can be a real asset for us second half of the season. Yeah, it, 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 it does look disinterested. I don't really know whether he was like that for Valencia or PSG or Benfica, but perhaps that's just what his demeanour's like. I'm, I'm not too sure. Even the celebration was quite non like nonchalant wasn't it? it was just like what was it did he do like a uh, like that like a yeah like a i don't know <laughs> what i don't know what he means by that um but we then we then took the lead thing um yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah we did yeah we're two up i, I haven't <laughs> seen it yeah I, honestly i know i know we're recording this on a tuesday but it feels like about four weeks ago mm-hmm. i'm trying to recall what happened but i don't remember i've not seen the incident back i don't know if you guys have seen it back but i'm not i wasn't sure whether it was a penalty but when you know that the check-in for VAR for that long, mm. you know it's probably going to be a penalty, don't you? Yeah, it's similar to the Forest one in that when it's going on for that long. that um, And then obviously once they go over to the screen. Although he did sort of, I think he, he walked away and then went back, didn't he? So I was worried he was um, going to overturn VAR almost for the, the first or second time ever in the Premier League. Um, but I, I thought it was, I think Matinho had a shot. Um, yeah. And I thought it was from that one. But then yeah. again, sorry to FPL, but it, it gave it as a Pedence assist. And I can't remember Pedence even having a shot in that. Um, I think it was like, the, the handball was given for the initial cross into the box. Um, and I think he's, was it Dunk or, or Webster? Got, his, heart, yeah. his arm was up. Um, right. I think it was quite close. So it is, I understand from a Brighton point of view, you might think it's harsh, but I think, you know, by the law, it's a penalty. Natural, but there was, yeah. I think, was it Matino and it was blocked like, off the line or something like that? I think there was a yeah. couple of shouts for handball on That's that. That's why I well. thought it but, was, yeah. Yeah, but I think mm. I think it is a penalty. I saw Gary Lineker going mad about it on Twitter, saying he can't believe it was given. But I think it, you know, in in the today's rules, it, it's got to be a pen. Yeah, definitely. And Neves stepped up and tell you what, he could be on for fifteen goals this season. <laughs> How was he on four or five now? I think he's on five. I know. Well, it's better than last year. Was it top goal scorer four last year? Yeah, him and it. Oh, we've eaten that already. Get us, get in that in the trophy <laughs> cabinet. Just, just checking that. I know he's got four this four this season. He got four the season before, and he got five the season before that. Really matching that. Though. Um, I mean, we've had a couple of. But we we struggled with pens last year, though, didn't we? We've already had a few this year. A couple this year. Yeah. Don't we, so. so one against Arsenal, ten for Barcelona. Second half oh, of the season. There's his 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great penalty though, weren't it? Sanchez was trying to give him the eyes and was it was trying yeah. to get in his ear as well before he took the penalty. But he's he's so laser focused, isn't he? At the minute, Neves is the only one that looks like he could potentially drag us out of this mess. But a lovely little um, a lovely little penalty. Yeah, I think Gross as well was in his ear for a while before as well. So he did do well. It was with that long delay and then the ref being quite tolerant on on the Brighton players in his ear. But there was a period where I never felt confident with his penalties. I think he Same. missed one in the pre-season. Against Ajax, um, wasn't it? That, yeah, and then missed one again in, in like a game that actually mattered. Sheffield United. Recently. Yeah. That was the one, yeah. I was there. Right yeah, and then, the um, 
yeah, but since then, touch wood. I don't want to curse it now because everything else is going wrong. But, mm. um, but yeah, penalties at least are, are going okay so far this season. Yeah. Right, let's talk about that second goal because <laughs> I don't I don't normally get infuriated like at the game, but as soon as it went in, I was going mad. I, I had to go downstairs because it's it's just a carbon copy of the Palace goal. I know you said the same, Dave. Like if a ball, if you're if you're a fullback and there's a ball coming into the box, where is the awareness? And not even well, a you should know where your player is. You should be looking anyway. But there's just the awareness just to not even get up for it. Like it's just it's just basic, basic football. Especially like you understand if he's like playing out of position or was playing on like the right of a three, but he's been a right back for I don't know, twenty-four years. It's it's just it's unforgivable. Yeah, and I think to be fair, after that palace game, it should have been addressed straight away and stuff like that shouldn't be happening twice in a season. Um I think it's obvious that was a, a weakness in his game. Maybe I don't know, maybe Brighton pinpointed that. But the the fact that he's beaten again, it just looked like such a basic error either back to Saul or even if he just knocks it out for a corner, he's just got to make sure he times that jump right and doesn't let Matoma beat him in the air. It's not like Matoma's a six-foot-five striker that's going to beat him airily and with strength. No chance. Samedo's got to be dealing with it. Um, what who do you, I mean, you put the blame on Samedo, but the club have got to be looking at that before that incident has even happened just to make sure stuff like that doesn't happen again and, and teach him or coach him the right way to deal with it. Um, but yeah, I know the red card cost us, but that did as well because that for me, that was something that should be defended a lot better. And I think a lot of us have backed Samedo quite heavily, mm. um, especially since we signed him to replace Doc because I think a lot of us, you know, you know liked almost this continental player coming in to replace this British player. We wanted him to do well and we're all defending him to the hills. But this season, we've seen far too many times this Nelson Tomato that fans of Barcelona or fans of Bayern Munich were bringing up when he got absolutely roasted by Alfonso Davis. That's the type of Nelson Tomato we've been seeing for the last few weeks. So he really needs to, I know he's banned for the game against the Leeds. I think it's only a one game ban. Uh, but he really needs to book up his ideas um, over the next few weeks. When he first came in that first season, he individual mistakes cost him. The season afterwards, he was actually all right. I feel like mm. he's gone back to that first season, and I've defended him to the hilt. And but you, you almost—I don't know—you're a little bit blinded by it, aren't you? Because it's you know you spent probably overspent on him. He's he's foreign, and in your head, it's like ah no, he's a great player. Like he's he's going to have loads of flair. He's going to be great going forward. But he's actually he's just so average, isn't he? And Again, it's easy enough to say this now in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing, but it seems like another Mendes brown paper deal. Do you not think, Finn? It goes up Quite to possibly, up to forty yeah. million pound, I think, the transfer. Yeah, and I think at the at this the sort of as you say, that sort of media narrative on him after that Bayern Munich game, there weren't many teams that were gonna go for him. So if it was a Mendes thing, they go, right, Wolves will have him. That's a that's an easy solution. Um thing is even in the four, he has looked a lot worse. I remember Bruno saying at the start of, well, midway through last season, he then said at the start, it, this wasn't the Nelson I remembered at Benfica, but then we slowly got him to that. And as you say, he was quite, he was all right last season. Mm. Um, and then this season, even if you did go to a five, I feel like he's lost a yard of pace. Like Johnny's lost a yard of pace, but that's understandable with two ACLs. I feel like Samedo hasn't taken anyone on in a while, or even that, that dribbling ability that we thought maybe he's not the best defensively and he can't shoot, but 
at least he's going to carry you forward. I think he's lost that as well. So I don't even think it's say, oh, we'll put him back in a five and all of that will be gone. Maybe it'll be required less at the back post. But yeah, it's um, it's a strange one. I can't see a solution at right back anywhere, really. But as you say, both of them have dropped off a cliff. I understand that not taking people on a bit more, though, because especially in a four, you've got to be a lot more defensive. Plus, if he loses the ball there by trying to take someone on, someone could mm. be through on goal. A, a player low on confidence isn't going to do that. And perhaps he, at the minute he doesn't trust his own abilities. You wouldn't, would you, if you were, you knew you were playing shit and you wanted to try and take it past someone. It's, it's too risky yeah. there. It's, it's not like a Dharma taking it past someone. You know, you've got another probably four or five players who can try and crowd him out. Mm. But with him, I, I understand that somewhat. But basics defending is, is you know, that's that should be his bread and butter, especially in a four. Yeah. But I don't want to feel like we're just singling a player out. But I think it's important to highlight this. He's probably one like Dave, one of the worst individual halves I've seen. For what. <laughs> It, it, no, it wasn't that bad, but unfortunately, everything he did do led to like a goal scoring opportunity yeah. or a, a, mm. a goal, and then obviously the sending off. When when the um when the sending off happened, everyone around me because I'd come back up by this point. It was like four minutes later. I calmed down <laughs> and I went straight back down again. <laughs> so I gave a fucking beer. Um, everyone around me was saying it's not a red card. I'm like for me, it's a stonewaller. I don't know what you guys think. Um. I can I can understand part of it because it was out wide. It's do you class that as a clear goal scoring opportunity? I know he's through on goal, but then I've seen the video where the actual initial ball is played and Samado's like twenty yards behind the other four three defenders. I, I don't know what he was doing and where he was, but again, it's just so stupid because he could see him out wide. He's got enough I think he's got enough uh, pace. I know you've mentioned obviously about the pace there, but I think he's got enough about him to just see Mitoma out wide. And obviously buy himself some more time. But it's just, you know the referee's going to give it. I don't think the referee's fantastic uh, on Saturday. But again, you can't use that, that as awful. an excuse. He was awful. Um, yeah. but and, and there's a reason why he's only refereed five games all season. And only two or three in the Prem. Uh, Graham Scott, because he is crap. Um, mm. But yeah, Semedo. I was I was hopeful, you know, when it, VAR were checking it for a little bit. I uh, was hopeful they were going to overturn it. But, <laughs> hopeful they were um, going to keep the decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just don't understand why. I, see, I, I saw the video a clip of when they played the ball and he, like, he was genuinely like 20 yards behind all the other defenders and that's not an exaggeration. I was going to say, because it was a dunk. He just like punched the ball upfield and then yeah. all of a sudden he's through on goal. Like, mm. it's just, he might have been carrying the knock. That's we why I thought know. they were checking. Yeah, I thought they were checking whether he was onside or not. Because I thought, how has he just been able to make that run and be so clearly in? But if it was tomato, like, it might, it might have been, it might have been that. To be fair, Finn, I just thought yeah. they were going to check the. Uh, yeah, I think the thing is though, I it's on the corner of the eighteen, isn't it? And he's he, there's no one else around him. I know the angle might be a little bit narrower, but it's still it's still a goal scoring opportunity. If it happens down the other end, we're screaming for it. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I can understand. I think it was a red card. I do, yeah, yeah. But, but I also understand why people think it should possibly be uh, be looked at as well. But yeah, it's just just daft, and it just topped off an absolutely awful performance. I know that the lad that did um, the player ratings on our website gave him a three out of ten. I was like, I don't know where you've got them three points from. Like, <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what he did to deserve a three. Um, so yeah, we had a few comments about that. I think. Fingers of the player ratings, though you can't please everyone. Like it's so subjective. No, I, I agree. And it's such a big cannot, sliding scale. You could not give it three out of ten for that performance. What did he do to deserve one point? Honestly, and that's not be that's not me being harsh. I just don't. I can't even a one out of ten. I think would have been generous. Finn, what would you have given him out of ten? He turned up one. 
Well, he turned up for half the game. Maybe it's a half point. Um, it's not yeah. three, though, is it? Finn? That's high, isn't it? Oh. What do you think? I don't, has anyone got? I think never has a scrape to three this season. Um, <laughs> but in, yeah, no, yeah, it's probably probably is a what. You're at fault for a goal and you get sent off all within 45 minutes. Yeah, within uh, within six minutes. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, but he was crap for the whole 45. To be fair, mm, yeah, he yeah, was. Probably. He was. He get King caught. Cool. Didn't he? Did he get? Did he get booked really? I know oh, that was a Brentford game, wasn't it? No, yeah. They not a day of the week. Mm. Is. Um, <laughs> The most frustrating thing about that, Dave, is it would have been tough and they're a good side, but I still felt like with 11 men on the pitch, we could have caused them problems. And I'm not saying we would have won the game, but I felt like we could have at least got a point from it. Yeah, we would have had a much better chance. And I think, you know, we defended fairly well in the second half. Obviously, didn't quite have enough spark going forward. Um, but yeah, I think I think we would have had an opportunity. I think even to come out of that game with a point, um, with 11 men would have been good. And the longer the second half went on, I thought... A point here would be a great result. Uh, but obviously, they, they managed to get the winning goal. But yeah, I think with 11 men, I think everyone felt that. We knew Brighton were better than us or, you know, had a, you know were playing better football than us. But there was something there was something about us that game where I think we could have nicked something out of it. Mm. The goal was coming though, wasn't it, Finn? It was, it, it was for, for me, for the last like 15, 10 or 15 minutes, it's almost um, when and not if. I don't know. I don't know how you felt. Yeah, it just sort of felt. Was it eighty fourth minute? It was just nice that it was then, not ninety fourth, really. Yeah. Eighty third, yeah. So it was it was almost a relief that there was a bit of time to try and get one back because um, it, it did feel like it was coming when the goal actually did come. It's very very poor defending, like mm. to allow allow someone to turn in that area and then have the free shot. It's very. Um, I, I said it was scores. very leggy defending. Mm. It looked yeah, very leggy. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose they had run us ragged um, for those 83 minutes, but still, yeah, it's a, a Premier League level. You don't see goals like that really at Premier League level. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a kick in the in the wherever bollocks, um, yeah. Yeah, teeth, bollock, wherever, yeah, wherever you want to get kicked, both. Um, but yeah, at least it, it wasn't too too late. But it was coming. I didn't think we offered much um, on the counter. Maybe a few wide free kicks that we didn't make much of. There was only that one where they played the quick one to Adama, where we even had a, a sniff really. Um, but we did okay, but yeah, it did feel like the goals come in in that second half. The start of the season, Kilman and Collins Dave looked like a real partnership, but now I'm starting to have a second thoughts a little bit about it. And I think that centre back partnerships are as much about partnerships as they are individual ability. I don't think there's enough of a balance between those two. And, and you know, I've waxed a little about them. I said they're the best event best defence since Trident after the Southampton game. But I don't know. I feel like Kilman's still fairly inexperienced in terms of top-level football. Collins is a young lad. Perhaps you need someone who's a bit more senior, a bit more of a leader to be in in between them or replace one of them, take one of them out. Probably Kilman for me. But I don't know how you feel about that, mate. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'd feel bad for... If you ask me to pick one of them to drop, I'd feel well, bad I am. for dropping either. Yeah, <laughs> I'd feel bad for, for dropping either of them. But I do agree. I think you need that more experienced player. And I know people mention Cody, you'll mention uh, Says, they'll mention Bolly. Um, I think obviously in January that'll be one of the priorities. And you'd hope this is Wolves, so it won't happen. You would hope there's two or three players that are ready to join on on the first few days of January because I think centre-half, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ex experienced centre-half, obviously Craig Dawson was the one that we're looking at, whether they'll revisit that. 
even someone, I know people might laugh at this, someone like Jose Font, who's playing for Lille, um, coming to the latter stages of his career, but done quite well in France. Obviously played in the Prem before, but a really good leader as well. Yeah. Just that sort of character I think we need. Obviously Portuguese, so fits the bill. Um, but someone of that ilk really needs to come in. We need at least one centre-half. I think we need, you know, probably one player in most positions in, in January, but um, that's that's one key area. But like I said, I think I'd feel harsh dropping either one of them, but I think both of them haven't been at their best this season. So which one would you drop? Out of the two, it probably would be Kilman, unfortunately. But, but I know Ke- Collins, Collins got a, a bit of stick after Saturday. But yeah, it was one of those. I know he's young, but he's going to make mistakes, but we can't really afford to make many, many more mistakes. I think I think Collins has been better this season than Kilman. I think Kilman's been quite underwhelming, mm. um, especially the start he had in pre-season. Victim of his own high standards there. But Finn, what about you, mate? What's your thoughts on the centre-back partnership? I think Collins and someone like Craig Dawson for the rest of the season would be excellent, personally. I think that'd be a really good partnership if it was someone mm. like Dawson. On paper, that sounds proper yeah. underwhelming, though, doesn't it? No, nah, I don't <laughs> think so. I think, honestly, Craig Dawson is so underrated as a centre-half. He's got a lot of goals, you know. So good. Yeah, it's good at calling. about 84. Yeah, or you play both of them with an extra man in the middle if we didn't loan him out. Um, Kuba Nevsh. Oh, no, no. Big Connor. Um, But yeah, no. um, I I think I'd agree with Dave. Yeah, I think Kilman's also lost, as we were saying with Semedo. He used to just go on a wander every so often, maybe once or twice a game. And that would sort of get you feeling a lot more positively about him. It's like, God, we've got this centre half that can do all this. We haven't really seen that. so the actual defensive side of things, when we've been shipping two, three goals a game, there's not really much upside there. So I probably would drop Kilman as well. Um, I suppose Kilman, he's left footed, but he played on the right all last season as well, didn't he? So mm. it's not as if, yeah, I don't, who would you drop him for? I'd, yeah, I don't know. Jose Font's a good shout, to be fair. Um, but I, I always think, I suppose we haven't really got it now with that sort of cat and dog thing that a lot of centre-backs say you need one that will go for the ball one that will cover him behind you. Maybe say Collins is more of the guy that's going forward. I don't know. As you say, there yeah. isn't really a balance or a partnership there. I think they're both quite um, aggressive aggressive in their approach to the ball. Mm. I don't think they're in terms of like their character ag- aggressive. You know, the, the tackle from Gre- on Grealish may say different. I feel like <laughs> with, um, with Kilman as well, when he's got a chance to pick like a long ball, he gets it wrong very frequently. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he spanks a lot of balls out, out of play and stuff. And I don't know. It's, it reminds me a little bit of Ryan Bennett. <laughs> goat. But, goat. The goat. But um, before we move on to the Leeds game, um, we'll talk about the bet mate pot. So a bit of a stinker from all of us and even more so me. So, the highest who finished out, that the highest out of us lot was Finn. Well done, mate, with six, uh, 61st place. So quite a way down. You didn't earn anything. However, I had uh, Tavernier at Bournemouth on the bench. And Ouch. if he would have been selected, I would have come top by an absolute bus ride. Wow. Um, so, wow, where do you see this? So did I, by the way. He was on my bench, so I'd have been top. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. What, what what I? How many points did he get? He could get a goal and two 17, I think. Bloody hell. Yeah, he was on my bet. My whole bench. Why did Bruyne captain? Like... Why did he only get four points? Yeah. I think he got an assist. Yeah, so he got two oh, points. Oh, FPL. Yeah, they yeah. don't count. I had a Pascal Gross on my bench. Obviously, he scored. So, I mean, I wouldn't have been anywhere. I would have, 30. I would have been nowhere. I would have been in the paid places. I would have won a fiver. But 
if butts are maybes. Oh, yeah. And the tomato minus five didn't Oh, minus really. five, yeah, tomato. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. my <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I've not won anything for quite a while now. I know I have. Mm. I, I think I won. Yeah, I think I placed a couple Good of weeks slapping ago. It there. Jewel, yeah, I know did, Jewel yeah. posted another big win this week as well. He's loving life. Mm. It's all what it seems to be when he's not on the podcast, though. Mm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> strange, strange. I reckon he's having a couple of backhanders for a bit. Like Inspect those. element, mate. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> he's sending it over to Finn on his break, saying, Oh, mate, can you wear bushes in it? Big talking Wolves Jordan there. Yeah. Um, Carabao Cup on Wednesday, lads. Um, well, if you're listening to it, um, it'll be today because uh, we're recording on Tuesday night. And of course, if you've listened to us on Thursday, it would have been yesterday. Um, <laughs> Is this a welcome distraction? The problem is now we're playing Leeds at the worst possible time because they're back in form. They've just beat Liverpool at Anfield. They've just come from, what was it, three goals down at home to win. Yeah. Is Or two, I can't remember. Dave, is this is this a welcome distraction? Is this... Um, is, I mean, what, what is this for Wolves? Is it uh, just an inconvenience? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, obviously, under... Bruno Lodge, we play quite strong teams in the cup, so it'll be interesting to see what route Steve Davis takes. I know he'll be guided on what the, the board and, and Scott Sellers uh, tell him. I would hope to see us go strong. Um, although Leeds won both games, I don't think they were overly... I mean, I, I haven't watched both of them in depth. I don't think they were overly impressive for the full 90s. I think they're and there to be got at. And we saw that at Ellen Road as well. In terms of uh, who deserved to win the game, it would probably both teams... You know, would have felt they could have won the game. We had chances of our own towards the end of the game. So I think, you know, in terms of matching them, we'll be able to do that. I think they'll rotate. They've got a lot of talented young players that will probably come in. Uh, Somerville, is it Gonotto as well? The, the young Italian forward who's really good. Um, but I'll be intrigued to see how we obviously how we approach it because we know when we've seen Steve Davis and James Collins look towards the youth players quite often. No Joe Hodge, no Connor Ronan, no Chim Campbell in the 23s this week. It'll be interesting to see who starts. Who do you think will start, mate? If, if you were to... Oh, I would start a strong that. team. I think I, I think Sarkic will play. Um, I think that would be one of the major changes. Eight Nori, I think, will probably come in for Bueno. I think you've got to stick with Collins and Kilman. Um, mm, although Mosquera, mate, you may get an odd. I think but you stick with Collins and Kilman. It's obviously going to be Johnny at right back. Nunes, if he's fit, if not, I'd say I don't Bubicar. think Nunes will play because he'll probably be thinking about the World Cup. Yeah, Bubakar. You know, I think it'll be a strong team. You might only see one or two changes from the team from uh, Saturday. To be fair, do you think? Do you think players who are going away in international duty will be saying, "I'll play against Arsenal, but I don't really want to play against Leeds in the Carabao"? Possibly, possibly, but. I don't, know, I don't think there'll be many in that team that will go to the World Cup, if I'm honest. Yeah. Huang yeah. Will, will go. Neves will go. Saar will probably go. I don't think Matinho will go. Matinho's mm. a maybe. Uh, Samedo won't go, but obviously he can't play anyway. Um, yeah, there were, I don't think there'll be many. A lot of them have, have, have got rid of their... Players like Guedes, I think, will have got rid of their chance to go. Pedence as well. I think they'll need big performances over the next couple of weeks. I think that's why they might want to play because mm. cup game, mm. rotated Leeds team might give him a chance to actually put the ball in the back of the net. Fernando Santos likes his, his, his players, though, doesn't he? He loves like Matinho and stuff. So perhaps he'll go. He's very much sticks to what he knows. When do they announce the team? I think it's, it's next week, I think. Is it? So, oh, uh, actually, might be Thursday. I think it's quite soon. I think it's before the. the I saw the something game. about Thursday, but I don't know if that was the Portugal team. Yeah, it's Port the Portugal team. It was I read. I think it's Thursday. Yeah. 
first day. So Why have Brazil gone mega early then? Are they the only ones that have done like it? There's a few teams. There's a few teams this week. I mean, it's just timing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So perhaps are you saying that though? Like, I think Edge could have a good a good chance of going because um, Rafa Sil- Rafa Silva's yeah. retired. Neto's injured. Um, or even someone like Pedence may have a, a, a injured as well. They're both in their 55 man squad. I mean, I could probably get in the 55 man squad to be fair. But, yeah. Eight egg custard ones. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm in the Malta squad, I think. <laughs> never qualified Stop. for a World Cup. <laughs> never. Euros or World Cup, never qualified. Yeah. And shit, are you? I know. Shit, yeah. Well. <laughs> If you if, could you could you actually well you could play for Malta. What do you think the possibilities are that you're good enough to play? Oh, I'm shit at football, so zero. So, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why I coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I, I never mentioned it last week. You know, I went to that Dean Saunders dinner. Mm. He, he was sat next mm. to me. He's like, "Do you play, dear?" I was like, "No, nah, I coach." And then he's trying to give me coaching tips. I want to take coaching tips off Dean Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my talk team talk on the Sunday. I used them and we lost three one. Thought, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. like asking Stevie Wonder for tips for a theory test, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Fuck you know. Um, Finn, how do you feel about this game on Wednesday? Are you looking forward to it? I, I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm actually quite up for this. You know, I'm actually in the South Bank. I'm sat in front of Dave as well. Um, mm. That's not why I'm up for it, by the way. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm really far away from you two, so I'm less up for it. I mean, when you said off camera you're going, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit like, yeah, I'm going. Um, but I suppose, yeah, it will be nice to maybe see a few fresh faces. I would maybe chuck a few in. Um, I'd like to see like Conor Ronan get a go or someone like that, because at the end of the day, I, yeah, I don't think the Carabao Cup's going to matter that much this season. It's not a season where we're going to be comfortably mid-table, I'm, I don't think. So if we do go out, I'd like to maybe see a few of those. Um but I mean, speaking from a Leeds side of things as well, even though they have had those two wins, um, I saw that they were saying they literally had no right to win that Bournemouth game. They said they should have been 5 6 nil down and that they've also struggled a lot against the, the worst teams, which now is a good thing for us, quite sadly. Um, but they've had good results against Liverpool, Chelsea. But they said with the way that they um, obviously fly everyone forward, the smaller teams can just sit in over the top. Um, so maybe it is a game for like Huangu, you can just ping in over the top. That seems to be the most effective um, effective route. But yeah, from what from listening to Leeds fans, they were saying if you try and play it through us, like Liverpool will try to do or like the big teams will try to do, that's what they like. So maybe if we do just go back to, right, we're not very good at football. That might be the way forward, hopefully. But uh, yeah, saying that, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Even though I'm saying that long ball, I would like to see players like Ronan who are quite cute and... Um, and good with those that, that short so I'm yeah, massively contradicting myself is he a bit you, is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah he's good at football now. Um. <laughs> oh god it's been an hour normally an hour room where it starts to turn but 30 minutes I'm just looking at um, the online ticket portal and there's so many tickets left do you think I, I mean 20, I think it's like expensive I do I think it is as well 20 pound an adult I think they've they're probably banked on it being Leeds and Leeds traditionally being a big team because obviously they'll sell their away end out. They'll probably do it three mm. times over. But you've got, I know, I know Leeds fans in Birmingham are going to the game because we've got it on general sale. I don't perhaps we're banking on stuff like that. But I think they've got it. I think £15 would have been sufficient. I don't know about what you think. But... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't you want these, sort, these sort of games, because it's not necessarily exclusive for season to goalers, you want to be inviting the new 
fans, the younger fans, even yeah. if you, I don't know, we, we're talking League One Championship days, kids for a quid or whatever, not not to that extreme, but, you know, you want to be mm. doing maybe, you know, kids for a fiver, adults for 10, 15 quid or whatever. Um, mm. Especially when, well, yeah. I suppose their excuse is that it's not on TV. So, you know, if you want to come and watch it, you've got to come and pay the money to watch it. Yeah. We might even make more money if you, if I mean, if you bring it down to the fifteen and then more. Sorry to go into economics if we're going off the price elasticity of demand. But if you bring it down, like it could, you could end up making more money anyway. Yeah, all right, fifteen quid. Yeah, talking economics. I'm just, uh, I'm just having a look at how much the hospitality is. It's so expensive for what you get. Okay, yeah. so I think we get this. For, we get is it, it like two hundred quid per person. Yeah. But you get yeah. the first two for free if you're a season ticket holder in there. So I get, I like, I'm going because it's free. Yeah. Well, it's not free, but <laughs> definitely included. Well, you know, yeah. It's definitely included. Um, yeah. Lopetegui staff, Dave, we believe, will be at the game. I know that Nathan mm-hmm. Judah said they were taking the match. That's not true, is it? No, no. I think when I sort of read the transcript of what was said, they're going to be there. They're going to be present. Um, I think today they possibly would have gone and met some of the players. Uh, introduce themselves either today or tomorrow that'll happen um but yeah steve davis still in charge for the next two games what, what do you think they're gonna think finn <laughs> um i did see that um i mean it's bad but that that picture of lapatagi on the phone <laughs> say like give us a give us a call dad to say that you're not very well again or something like that <laughs> And all, all I thought about was you, Finn, because you got clipped up, didn't you, last week on Twitter saying that Wolves were waiting for an old, someone's, old man. Yeah, as if, it, as if it was like official, right? <laughs> like Jeff, she's going, yeah. right, just wait until he died. But no, no, it did sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that wasn't official sources. That was just what it seemed like. Um, and it seems like he's taken, like, he's, he's got a little bit better, hasn't he, fortunately, the dad? Or, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I don't, I don't, well, we don't know. Yeah. But Sounds either like way, it. It, it's a happier situation than, uh, than I thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he'll take much. I mean, the Brighton game, I'm sure he was he was watching, even if he wasn't in the stands. And there were luckily positives in that game that there haven't been in a lot of games. I don't think he'll take much from tomorrow. Maybe there'll be a player that catches his eye, like I say, like a a, a player on the on the fringes, like a Ronan or someone like that. But I don't know there'll be much more taken from it. Um, whether it, do you reckon he'll have any sort of like advice or will kind of take the team, if you know what I mean, like. I don't think it'll be him no, anyway. I just like think it'll be the staff. I don't think he'll be there. Mm. Oh, will he not? Okay, yeah. yeah well, he might be watching. Yeah. He might have. A, he might have. A, uh, mm. Might be a stream or something. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he'll have much say, if anything. But I think this will give him a chance. Obviously, there's going to be different players playing. Actually, give him a chance to see what they need to work on throughout the next mm. few weeks or so. Yeah, exactly. So um, everything. Yeah, exactly. He's got a massive <laughs> emphasis on fullbacks, which is a shame, really, considering we've got. What, one at the minute who's playing he's got he's got really he's got he's got his full backs like really playing really well i think he's a kuna and jesus navas then he had yeah. it severe which uh both pretty well rated transformative really mm. would you take um, jesus now? how old is he now like 36 he won't leave like, there mate yeah i'll take him i was going to mention that on the podcast but i think with his age now he probably just wants to stay in spain yeah he's, he's 36 and i'm pretty sure that he didn't like being in Manchester because he uh, yeah. he came through Sevilla's academy didn't he and he hated being in Manchester he was home six he wasn't actually bad, bad at City was he? he was good mm. um but they uh he, yeah, I think he, yeah I think he wanted yeah. to leave so he'd go back to Spain so cannot blame him this show is brought to you by Green King your home of pub sport with over 900 sports pubs across the country Green King is where the fans go showing every broadcast game for Wolverhampton Wanderers 
Yeah, and whether you're at the Bradmore Arms, the Gatehouse, Pear and Partridge, or at the Woodman Inn, if you download the Green King Season Ticket app, you can receive a free drink when you register and 10% off a great range of drinks one hour before, during, and after any match. That's right, Dave. So if you head to the App Store and search Season Ticket and download the app, listeners of our show will be able to get an additional £5 off drinks when spending £15 or more by using code TALKINGWALLS. Green King is where the fans go and your home of pub sports. Following on from the Carabao Cup game against Leeds, Wolves face Arsenal on Saturday night, 7.45 under the lights, Dave. We've mm-hmm. seen it before. Can Wolves pull off an upset? I hope so, mate. We've had some great games uh, on a Saturday night under the lights, mate. It's the best time to be a modern new evening games, something to play for, big teams as well. Um, you know, it would be f- phenomenal. I think, you know, Arsenal have been fantastic so far, haven't they, this season? I don't think anyone expected them to be doing so well or as well as they have been doing. And, you know, they're one of the only teams at the moment. It'll be interesting to see how long it lasts, that giving City a run for their money. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a really tough game. We had two really close games against them last season as well. I think as they've carried on sort of, yeah, they've carried on sort of getting, you know, going uphill and we've sort of been going downhill ever since that second game, really. So it's going to be a very, very tough game. But under the lights at Molyneux, anything can happen. Finn, how are you feeling going into this? We won't won't talk about it too much. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to almost the occasion more than the game. Um, I don't know about you, lads, but I'm probably planning to have a few beers in town before. Um, just because mm. it's the last one before the World Cup, it's the last one before Christmas. It'll be mm. uh, might be might not be nice to celebrate. Um, but how are you feeling, Finn? Yeah, I think you may as well enjoy yourself before. Um, yeah. It's only gonna only gonna go downhill on the evening, I think. But I mean, my prediction of two points in those two games is already gone because um, obviously with the Brighton results. So I think yeah, yeah snap your hand off for a draw. I think they've only drawn one and lost one, haven't they, Arsenal? Hence why um, they're still above City. Um, which I thought would be impossible for anyone at the start of the season. So really, really impressive. But you've seen Southampton get a draw um, recently, and I think it was United that beat them. Not um, not invincible like they have been before. So there, there are definitely areas to get at them. Um, I think it was it someone that got sent off or injured. Saka's back, isn't he? He's not because um, he he went off injured, but he was back at um, at the weekend for the Chelsea game. So even though they're going to be full strength, I, I still on paper. Not much has changed, has it, from last season where, what, they were outside um, the Champions League places. So they don't scare me despite being so brilliant this season. It's a strange dynamic, but um, yeah, they scare me enough with current Wolves to think that we haven't really got a chance. Yeah, I'm I'm really not looking forward to it. And it pisses me off that they're so good because as a fan base, they're probably one of the most insufferable fan bases on the planet. Um, (laughs) And that's it. I mean... Twitter was the worst in the summer with all the Neto mm. stuff. I remember Dave and I went oh, God, yeah. viral like 10 times over just by saying stuff like... Um, it ain't happening. Yeah, it ain't happening, which, it, of course, it didn't happen. But oh, it's just they, they are such a good side, though. But um, it is literally what Jesus... I mean, Zinchenko hasn't played too much, so you've got Jesus in there that's new and Saliba, and that, and it's completely transformed. Them. What he's tried to do is get rid of all the Emery guys, isn't he? And he's nearly mm. done it, to be fair. Nearly mm. done it. But if I if I press you for a prediction, Dave, what would it be? Uh, Wolves two, two Arsenal one, Wolves. one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to go. Will Grigg up the six. <laughs> up the six. Come on, Finn. Iconic. Three one Arsenal. Um, I'll just oh. be happy if we get all right. So, like I was saying, so I don't have um. Oh yeah. Have to go for 
There we go. So it's, it's not looking good, I don't think, because they didn't come out to power at the weekend, did they? At half time. No. Um, but mm. no, yeah, yeah. Three, three, one Arsenal. Who to get the goal? Imagine to get liquidator comes on. Whoa. To a light show. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> I haven't told anyone. Requested it from the police or the council. Whoever council. It. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't think word. I don't think they'd ever do it anyway, just because it's like um from like a branding point of view. Do they really want fuck the brand atmosphere, man? <laughs> fuck the football, we build a new stand as we, uh, <laughs> as we used to sing, especially yeah. live on Sky, quarter oh, to quarter to eight. Yeah. 20, 20, five minutes before kickoff here. Dun. Oh my god, it would have mate. The yeah, amount of people that beers would be left on the side, they come running in, it would be unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know why they don't play though. Like, I get that they're trying to be like a family friendly club, but I'm so not being really funny. Did you Our mention it against the, the fans Did you mention yeah. it on the fans Because someone come, come on, someone commented about it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only thing that's going to save us. He's a liquor, <laughs> yeah. that'd be unbelievable. Get it Josh on. Power. Max, if you're listening, <laughs> sort it out, get it, get it playing. We need it at the minute. We need some players. Yeah, we need some we can get behind. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a really tough game. Uh, but hopefully, we can. Knowing our look, we'd we'd put three or four past them and then not play for a month. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. just, and then we'd absolute throw peace water against Everton against on Boxing Day. But uh, or it depends if we beat Leeds because it'll be another game mm. before Boxing Day, won't it? Mm. Um, but no, regardless, it's still going to be a tough game against uh, a side who I don't think are title contenders, but are probably the next best. It's it's already it's already decided for me. You look at the table now that you probably think you know maybe they are, but I don't think so. I think they'll fall mm. off a little bit. I think soon. everyone's just expecting Arsenal to fall apart at some point. Hopefully, it starts on mm. Saturday. Mm. <laughs> I doubt it though. I doubt it. Yeah. Now, before we move on to the Betmate pot, which is a bumper pot this week, we've got some news from the lads that Betmate are now crowdfunding. So as you all know, Betmate have been supporting the channel for a few months now. And we've been really enjoying them being a part of the channel. And we know that you have too. So we do have some super exciting news to share that Betmate are now crowdfunding. So you can become a Betmate investor for as little as £10. Now, they have launched their pre-registration page, which is where you can register for potential interest and be notified as soon as the campaign goes live. So the lads have told us not only can you gain equity in the company like a normal investment, but also be rewarded for investments such as monthly free bets, hoodies, T-shirts, investor party, and even hospitality tickets to a Premier League game, dependent on your level of investment. So we have registered ourselves, and we have put the link in the description down below for any one of you who's enjoyed BetMate so far and fancy becoming a shareholder in the campaign. Of course, with with any stocks and shares, as as you may know, if anyone's got like trading two one two, you can buy and sell the share whenever you want. And you know, it, with, with this as a disclaimer, as with all investments, capital is at risk. But from just ten pound a month, you can earn a little earn a little stake in BetMate. Um, if I win. The bet mate pot on Saturday, which is Wolves versus <laughs> Arsenal, five pound in your chance to win the share of a thousand pound. I might just put my twenty five percent of my winnings in in bet mate. I don't know what, what you lads think. Do you think there's a good chance Might of winning well. it? Probably not. No, but yeah. I mean, if you <laughs> if you do, it sounds good to me. I reckon that if uh, if one of us wins it, then we do. We'll uh, yeah, we'll definitely. make a pact now. Um, but yeah. like I said, it's a five pound in for your chance to win a share of a thousand pound, a big bumper pop before the World Cup, and, and the Betmate guys will be um, will be running uh, games and pots during the World Cup. They're also um, 
uh, sponsoring a the, the fan. There's a couple of fan parks around the country too. So there's one in Manchester, there's one in London, I believe, but there's also one in Birmingham as well, which we'll be able to share the details on very soon. Dave and I, and, and Finn's not here; he's, he's sunning himself in Mexico. But George will be there too, so it'd be good to see some of you down there. Well, I think we're going for the second England game, aren't we, Dave? At the moment, yeah, and obviously if yeah. we get any further and they, they announce more, we'll be there as well. So second one, we're yeah. definitely there anyway. Yeah, but there'll be a whole host of people there and, and a couple of familiar faces too and um, some former professional footballers. And I'm not saying who because I can't even look at the blokes. He makes me feel sick. He scored that many goals. He's scored <laughs> he that many Is goals. he there for the second one? We're there. I think he, I'm not sure if it's the first one or the second one, but I think Kevin Phillips is there for the first one. I think it's Mark Lawrence and the one that we're there for. Fucking <laughs> you know. If anyone wants my ticket, they can go. No, in a minute. <laughs> no, you'll be. I mean, I'm going to be around a load of Americans in Mexico, so I think I'd rather be where you lot are, yeah, no matter who the footballer was, even if it was Peter yeah. Odom Wingy. Yeah. But. So you've got to pick between Mexico or Digbeth in November. What are you picking? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, but it's, it's like around Thanksgiving as well. Can you not think how many Americans I'm going to be like? Oh, I'm going to take a lot of Americans that listen to this podcast, so we've got to be careful. I was going to say, Finn, you've made a living out of, out of ripping people Mexicans. off for, for yeah, yeah. yeah, they're <laughs> south, south of the border. They're still North yeah, Americans. Absolutely. You've got to put that on your Instagram, mate, because there'll be people like trying to find you and Darcy <laughs> everywhere, man. Yeah. Oh, Darcy isn't there. No, they won't bother. They won't bother. No. They're still be trying to find her. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not telling you where she. She's at uni, though, isn't she, mate? So that's uh, that's where she that is stops. Not in Mexico, sadly. Yeah, not in Mexico. Let's stop talking so. about Finn's sister. Yeah. Before we get ourselves in trouble. Um. So yeah, five pound in for your chance <laughs> to win a share of a thousand pounds. So let me talk you through my team. It'd be no surprise that there's one Wolves player that features in the starting eleven. Well, starting six. Six. Seven. Seven. Yeah, I can't count. Um, so we've got my doppelganger in goal, Aaron Ramsdale, <laughs> Gabriel uh, Zinchenko. Then I've got Ruben Nevj and Granit Xhaka, captain. And my front two is um, Saka and vice-captain Jesus. Um, our teams are very similar, Dave. Want to talk us through yours? Yeah, I've gone with uh, Ramsdale in nets. I've gone Saliba and Zinchenko at the back. Saliba. I've gone with uh, Saliba. Uh, Neves <laughs> and... Party in the midfield, um, and Bukayo Saka, vice, and Gabriel Jesus, captain. Finley, talk us through, Mush. Um, very Arsenal heavy. I've got Ramsdale, Gabriel, and Saliba because I know those two, even though it's normally fullbacks you go for, isn't it? But they've been very handy <laughs> on corners. Um, so I've gone for those two, like optimistically but pessimistically. Uh, and I've got Odegaard and Xhaka, vice, and then Gabriel Jesus, captain, and then Guedes, um. Mm. stranded in a sea of red. But it is very contradictory, that, because if Greta scores, then the back three lose their clean sheet. So may swap Odegaard for Saka and then go for a Wolves midfielder, like like you guys have done. But, yeah, not looking um, optimistic, really. Well, the best thing about Betmite as well is, Finn, you raise a good point there, that you can change your teams up to five minutes before kickoff. So once the teams are out, there may be a few changes. I know I'll change more mm. at the weekend, but it was still in vain. But that's £5 in for your chance to win a share of £1,000. And of course, with all of that, please gamble aware. Right then, chaps. Lopetegui was confirmed on Saturday morning. I was still severely hungover. I woke up and threw my eyes. I was like, oh, what's this? Um, I actually got my brother sent it me on Instagram. Um, Dave, are you happy? Yeah, more than happy. Um, I think we knew that he was going to be sort of the best, uh, the best target after I think Amarin was the one, him or Amarin were the two that people looked at when Large first, first went. But I'm happy that we've got him. It's obviously something that the club have tried to do for a long, long time. 
Um, and you know he's he's come back after obviously an incident over about a month ago. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's good signs. Hopefully they could back him in January. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. Exciting times for Wolves. Finn, too little, too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was annoying as well. I think every time we've done a podcast, news has come out the next day. Because even though he, he did, yeah, signed on the Saturday, I'm pretty sure the news came out the Tuesday, didn't it? So, like we yeah. spoke about in the first time, then the rejection came shortly after. Then we spoke about Beal, then the rejection came shortly after that. Um, and then last week we were saying about, right, what other candidates are there? And then, uh, and then Lafategi, it was back on on the Tuesday. So, um, so hopefully nothing goes wrong tomorrow after we post this. Um, but no, yeah, it's what seven years later, six, seven years later than when we were first flirting with him. Um, so finally got the man, and uh, and yeah, let's hope we don't put him you, off with these next you, two performances. You know, you mentioned uh, Beal there ever since he rejected Wolves. Fuck me, I know, I think he's lost, uh, he hasn't won in four games, he's outside the playoffs now. Michael Beal, talk about my own team challenge <laughs> level yeah. impossible. I don't think he spoke yeah. about QPR since. I saw an interview he was doing with Football Daily. I see about like Rangers. Like I was just up there for a meeting. You know, I, I left a year ago. My daughter's born there, and I was like, "Fucking <laughs> hell!" Like, talk about your own club because he mentioned Wolves like four times after the after yeah. they approached him. And I really like him. I think as a coach, he's tremendous. Whether you can translate that into being a manager. All you got to say is, "I don't want to." Talk. I'm here to talk about QPR, mm. but he loved mm. he loved talking about it. Didn't he bless him. But yeah, lot, uh, four games without a win now for. Mickey Beal. Yeah. Cheer up, Mickey Beal. <laughs> oh, what can it mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, Skip. I'm uh, I, I, I'm really happy with the Lopetegui appointment. He's probably the most decorated appointment, uh, well, certainly in my lifetime. Um, I can't think of any many other managers, Dave, who... Who Wolves are boring? Who, who? Well, we've won a European no, Cup. I know it's not. I know it's not the European Cup, but it's still. A, he's the most you know, decorated manager we've ever we've ever appointed. Full stop. Yeah, and and, and, and I think at, like championship titles or whatever. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's even more difficult in the in the modern era as well because when the likes of the Villa won the Champions League, I mean, well, you 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 wait for whatever it was called European Cup. Yeah. European Cup. Yeah, obviously still a fantastic achievement, but it was eight or nine games, whereas now it's. 15, 16 games, isn't it? And obviously severe. Even harder in a few years when they changed the format. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be mad. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think mission one this year, keep us in the division. Uh, it's no secret now. Um, and then build from there. I think he's, uh, I know uh, Balagay said on the on the video on, on Sunday. Good video that as well, mate. Enjoyed yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah, there's uh, pl- people like Emery. I think from Spain, people are probably thinking, why on earth has he gone from uh, Villarreal to Aston Villa? But you know, Villa are a big club, uh, but there's a lot of managers at the at the minute that want to manage in the Premier League. It's a you know, it's not the Mark Hughes's and Steve Bruce's and uh, you know whoever else anymore. It's top top managers, even at the teams down the bottom bottom side of the table. You know, you've got Pep Guardiola and soon Nathan Jones. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a strange appointment from Southampton, that. Do you think he can keep us up, Finn? Do you think he's the manager to keep us up? Would you have preferred a firefighter? I know that's one of the questions that we've had, but... I'd like to think that there's long enough. What's there going to be after? Are we going to play 14 games? Yeah, it's still a lot of football to be played. Yeah, it was still close. Newcastle had five points at this point of the season. And they finished above us, didn't they, in the end? Yeah, Yeah. So, um, so you're going to have yeah, twenty plus games. Um, 
So you'd like to think that. Uh, so if, if 40, it's not really what you need anymore, is it? But we say 40, we're going to be probably on 10 points. So you're going to be needing point, 1.5 points per game. Yeah, almost a half points for the rest of the season. I'd probably back him to do that. Um, but yeah, just with a firefight, I think it changes the mentality completely. So mm-hmm. I think with this, um, it's, it's much more positive. And then it's basically stay up, um, I reckon. Yeah, lower mid table, and then we build from there. Um, because a manager that's won European trophies, he's not going to be wanting that mentality for long. But I think, yeah, it's just temporarily we're like this, and then touch wood, we uh, we we get back to where we were. Uh, Dave, when you spoke to Balagai, he said that it's a real project for Lopetegui, and that's what's excited him. Do mm. you think you know? And I don't want to be a doom merchant. If we went down, he'd stay be interesting one wouldn't it um i think you know he's willing to join us when we we're in the championship before it fully depends i think on stuff like style of football and so on um because it's crap football and we go down then i don't think you'll keep him but it could almost be i know benitez joined newcastle a lot later in the season but something like that where yes he saw them get, get relegated but he stayed at the club and got them back up and you know sort of stabilized them as a club and where they are now and I think if Mike Ashley wasn't the chairman, Benitez might still be manager of Newcastle now. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just completely depends on you know the style of football that he, he brings into Wolves. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping. Like I said, I don't think about relegation now. I'm just hoping he can he can turn it around and get us some wins. Yeah. Do you think that the club will back him in January? I know that some of the articles suggest that he's been told that he will be backed. I'm not so sure, considering how much they spent in uh, the summer. They may need a player sale to raise a bit more capital. Um, yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be surprised. I mean, we did spend a lot of money, but who knows? I think you know. He, he, I think part of the negotiations and meetings were probably him pinpointing specific players that he wanted to bring in. Um, so we'll wait and see. I think there'll be a lot of players that will probably go out on loan. Uh, Pategi will have eyes on different players that possibly that Bruno Large. Uh, liked and Lopetegui might not like Ronan you might see leave permanently Chem Campbell Hugo Bueno even might still be allowed to leave on loan so it'll be interesting to see hmm. Do you think he'll stick with a 4-3-3 which is what he's been famous for? Don't know I, I would I'd assume so I think you know we've, we've been had pre-season with that and I think that's the beauty of him coming in now that he has got what four or five weeks to to nail something down I know he's not going to have all the first team squad but he's going to have a majority there and I think that's that's pivotal for him Let's talk about the backroom staff before we move on to the questions Dave um, Pablo Sanz has been brought in as his assistant who is with him at Sevilla and Real Madrid um, yep. I think that one was pretty much going to be now I know he left when uh, Lopetegui left Sevilla too He's, um, he was, he's been with him since Porto. So he's been yeah. with him at Porto, Spain, Madrid and Sevilla. So I think that was, yeah, that was a nailed one. Yeah. And then they've also brought in Juan Vicente Pinado and Edu Rubio, which uh, Rubio actually means blondie in Spanish, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> um, Are you a Rubio then? Yeah, the missus calls me Rubio because she speaks Spanish. Um, so, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I know, Rubio. That's what um, you think it means. Yeah, means, means fat bastard, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Finn, you speak a bit of Spanish. What does it mean? I do, well, saying that, I thought I did, right? This is going a little bit off topic. Um, my Netflix got hacked and it's turned all Spanish and I don't know how to change it back. So I thought I knew Spanish, but like all the settings and that to change it back are all in, are all in um, Spanish. Right, I just want to hack your Netflix. But, I don't know. Well, it's just like, guess the password, I think. So... 
Oh my like, God. so I'm gonna have to try and find the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I did back myself with Spanish, but not actually being dropped into the situation, um, I've realised oh. I'm a fraud. So yeah. I wouldn't have a clue. But Rube, no, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, Rubio. probably. Yeah, it means I, I mean, I, I back the miss. Yeah, I back your miss. I beg your pardon. <laughs> 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 <How> dare you? <laughs> um, but Rubio's actually got British experience, and when I first saw, because he's come from West Ham Women, hasn't he, Dave? Mm, um, yeah. but he's worked at academy level, uh, Palace and other clubs. When I first saw him come from West Ham women, I thought it's a little bit odd, but when you think about it, he's going to have a very good understanding of the British game. So perhaps that's, um, the reasoning behind that. Yeah. Um, he's, he's made, oh, I mean, not so much managed, but I think he was assistant manager at Crawley, uh, but managed at a very high youth level, uh, MK Dons, um, England with the FA as well. Uh, Nike Academy when that was a thing. I don't know if it's still a thing now. Uh, but he's got a lot of good experience developing youth players and that's what he's quite well known for. Um, stepping into the women's game is obviously an interesting one. Um, again, on a sort of tangent, I saw Dan McNamara, the Wolves women uh, boss, win another award this month. I do ever wonder if he'd like how he'd do as a coach in the men's game. Not so much as a manager, but maybe coming in as a, as a coach. Maybe we'll see in the future. But uh, yeah, Rubio's got a lot of experience. And again, that's something Balagay said on the on the interview that he, ha- he has got, Lopetegui has got friends in England that he'll look towards. And we might well see that with the fitness coaches coming in as well. Yeah, because I know he wants to bring in two fitness coaches. But the one that um, kind of jumped out at me, Dave, was the um, appointment of Frank Garagaza. Yeah, um, who was the director of football at Ibar, and he almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spoke to a journalist about this today in Spain. Um, he was the the mastermind as their sporting director of um, a, a prolonged stay in in La Liga. Um, I mean, it's a, they're a tiny club from a really small part. Uh, I think there's only about twenty eight thousand people who live in, in who live in the village. But he masterminded their their stay of signing, and 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 I'll cite the journalists here. It was important signing so many good players at, at low cost. Um, he, I think, he even signed Mark Kukurea, who of course wow. is, is, is now gone on to um, um, gone on to Chelsea. Okay. Kike Garcia went to Bora uh, Borja Bastan. When he was reeling these out, I was thinking, fucking, he was brilliant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but. Um, he said, like we, you know, he bought them for peanuts and then sold them for for, yeah. for multi million pounds. Uh, but he said that he's 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 extremely well thought of and has a strong message, smart and clearful ideas. Um, uh, and he said he was he was fantastic for Ibar. Um, he has said though, because a lot of the question was around, will he be sporting director at Wolves? And you know, we Scott Sellers there, yada yada yada, and. He said he doesn't feel, and I know you said this as well, Dave, he doesn't feel that Garagaza would be the sporting director, but he said his strongest point is his scouting. And he said he could be someone who they um, they call upon for acquisition or even scouting reports for opposition. So it seems like he could be a really good person to have about, Dave. Yeah, definitely. And I think obviously you mentioned the Ibar thing. I think he saw them get two or three promotions up into La Liga, stayed in La Liga for six seasons, and the most they'd spent on one player was four million euros, which yeah. is like ridiculous. And obviously sometimes you look and think he's gonna have a little bit not necessarily him, but a little bit more money to play with. So it'll be interesting to see what he can come up with. Um but yeah, if like the British press and, and like the journalists you spoke to there have said they don't see him being a sporting director. I think he will be that sort of chief analyst, chief scout role. Um, but he's obviously got a, a really good footballing brain. So I'll, I'll be intrigued to see how that works. But it's good. 
I know Bruno Large brought um, Jean Concesau and um, Johnny Concesau and um, Diogo Camacho as his analysts. Um, this is probably going to be a similar sort of thing, but um, like you said, this guy's got a really good reputation. Yeah, he said it. Ibar's adventure was an it was an enormous miracle on the top level, and they were a smart and powerful team even against the elite. Um, so I think I read as well they were only getting about eight thousand people. That's how small of a team they were. Yeah, and he did an unbelievable job with them. So. I think I think he, is it in, is it in the Basque region? Um, Ibar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've obviously got like. Um, Athletic Bilbao, Bilbao. your dad there, who were massive teams. So, mm. yeah, I mean, he's obviously doing a good job there. Um, Dave, do you think this could potentially spell the end for Scott Sellers, or do you think he'll still be um, around? Of course, there's been a lot of vitriol for Sellers, whether you agree with it or not, um, from fans in recent weeks. Do you think this could be um, him being phased out? Um, possibly long-term. I think the club yeah. will probably want to see how this guy gets on. Um but I don't know. I think obviously this guy will hopefully do Scott Sellers' job, but much better, but probably with a different label. I can't see Scott Sellers being taken that off, but who knows? I think six months, maybe a little experiment for Jeff Shee, see how it goes. And if it works out, then uh, this this is hopefully some sort of handover period. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, but they need to give someone like Garagaza that power though and that you know you've got complete direction or or you know someone of that ilk i think if it's still coming from mendes oh and jeff i just don't see just don't see someone like garagaz having much pull or much uh say in, in in stuff like that but um tony roberts just before we move on to the questions he's still at the club they're unsure whether he's going to stay i know that um he'll be meeting lapategi this week uh, he may have already met and they're going to uh, make a decision over the coming weeks, I think. But I know he's still very highly thought of with players. So maybe someone I want to keep around, Finn. Yeah, I, I mean, Dave said earlier on the on the video um, as I was watching, brilliant video, by the way, Dave, about obviously they're <laughs> going to give him a, a few weeks trial, but also that the start of that trial, he's going to be with Wales um, at the World Cup. So it, it might be one that goes on for a little bit longer. And if, um, reports true that he's popular with the fans and uh, with the players. Sorry, um, he might stick around. I know Lopetegui is a goalkeeper himself. Um, mm -hmm. Might have different. We'll see how they line Sands up. Sands was on goalkeeping oh, no, opinions. Yeah, we, we like our goalkeepers at the moment, don't we? As yeah. well with them, um, with Nuno and Zenga. So, um, so yeah. I mean, the players will know better than me if, if they want to keep him around. I'm sure he'll. Uh, He'll be around for a bit longer. Seems we always nice think with that though. Like they keep him around because he's like it's a bit of a cozy club. Mm. That's yeah. all I think. It's like when you have a supply teacher, you think like, oh, we can fuck about a bit here. As long as he's off the set pieces, we'll be sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, moving on to the questions, lads, before we wrap the podcast up, because we're conscious of the time. We had some good questions in this week. Um, Andy, who's a friend of the podcast, Andy Hipkins, thanks for sending your question, mate. Um, he's asked, which Wolves football guest who hasn't been on would we like to have on the podcast and why? For me, it would be Dalrymple, um, purely because I think he'd give us a greater insight into what had happened and what is potentially happening behind the scenes at Wolves. I know we've heard it from the likes of Sace, but I feel like someone like Dalrymple would be closer. I have asked him. I've had no response. Um, he may be under an NDA, which I fully appreciate, but I will try again because I think we've had quite a lot of requests for that. But how about you, Dave? I think Jez Moxie, someone like that. I know he's near on impossible to get hold of. Uh, for stuff like this and I know he'll never come onto this channel 
Um, but I think he has some stories to tell. And again, I think he, I, I don't understand why he's not doing stuff like podcasts. I think um, to almost clear his name. So, mm. yeah, someone like Jez Moxie, I think would be a good one. But you think? Yeah, going a little bit less professional, more just like the dream. And Neves or a Jimenez, probably a Jimenez for me, but like Neves as well to have that poster boy, the the, the guy, just to. Just I reckon to if Jimenez of, leaves, he's you doable, know. you know. Sorry? That is in the podcast. I think we'd be able to get him on the podcast, him and his. I could try my, yeah, I could try my bet. That would be yeah. great. Yeah, someone like that or, or even a Cody, I think, could give a great interview Cody as well. Cody would be excellent. So, we're, yeah. we're trying to... I mean, if he does come back to the club, we won't be able to, which is highly unlikely, but we are trying to get that sorted yeah. for when he leaves. But, of course, he's still a Wolves player at the minute, so I don't think he'll, he'll want to speak. Um, Joey's asked a question about what the fuck's happened with our fullbacks, and he's a Ryan Aitnori, £10 million better than Ryan Giles. I feel like we've spoken about the fullbacks at length anyway. Um, yeah. Is Ryan Aitnori worth £10 million more than, than Ryan Giles? I know that Giles started the season well at Borough, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know I don't know how well he's been doing in recent weeks. I thought, like I said, Aitnori did really well against Forrest. And then obviously he was ill for the Palace game. Mm. And has been unfortunate not to break in because Bueno's been pretty good ever since. Um, I think Aitnori, like I said earlier, will probably get a chance in the Cup against Leeds. Fingers crossed. And... We'll see how he can go on. He's a good player. Um, yeah, again, and this will be interesting in regards to Lopetegui with players that are currently out on loan. You've got Sanderson, you've got Giles, uh, you've probably got a couple of others. But will they be out? Will they be given maybe like a week during this off off season uh, where he can assess them? Maybe uh, I'll be intrigued to to see what happens. He's got four assists in the championship this season. Got one tonight as well. Just looking. Oh, five um, then. Bash. Four. Yeah. So maybe maybe he's he's not worth um, ten million pound less than Ryan Aitnori. <laughs> Stu has asked, what players can you realistically see coming in January? Buy like Newcastle last season to get us out of trouble. It's always difficult with this because it's there's so many players you'd go for. But Dave, if I was to press you on one player, who do you think it could be? It's hard to say, isn't it? Like just to put, put I think Craig Dawson's an obvious one because we'd already gone in for him. But I think we need. Although I think if we get a fullback, it would be too crowded in the fullback area. Although I think we do need an, uh, an upgrade. Um, centre back, fullback, uh, and another striker. Finn? Yeah, I agree with Dave. I think Sorry for the if you're going for a centre half, maybe a, a more, yeah, like a an older um, an older profile, like a Font or a Dawson. Um, I know they've, li- they've already been linked with Mariano at Real Madrid, who fits the profile if we do need a striker as well. Um, has had yeah, has had flashes. There was a centre off of Valladolid as well, but he wasn't a great source at Linktus. Right, yeah. So same positions. I think, as you say, if you're going for a, a fullback, you've probably got to offload one. And it is strange what's happened because you'd say at the start of the season, Johnny and Semedo right back, that's an area you're not going to have to worry about. You've got good senior depth there. Um, so it is strange, but yeah, probably those same three. I mean, Mariano is one that's linked with, and off the top of my head, another striker. I can't. I've got think a name for it. Pro- Here we go. go on. Lucas Acampos. Oh, shout! Yeah, saw his little Instagram post. Um, I think that had a bit of a bust up before we left, though. But I think the Instagram post is a uh, struggling he Ajax. He barely kicked the ball for him. Mm. Uh, I don't he had a when he was good at Sevilla, but I don't think he's yeah. been that great at something. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. But he works hard, I suppose. Yeah. I work so. hard during in, in bed, but I don't mean I'm good at it. No, 
<laughs> yeah, that is true to be fair. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think a Campos is he is he on loan at Ajax? He is, isn't he? Yes, he's on loan. Yeah, because they cocked up the transfer, didn't they? Yeah, didn't they? Didn't they get the him to flyer minute. and then cancel it or something? So the the option for Ajax is sixteen million euros. So you'd be able to get him for I reckon for about ten or eleven mil. You'd probably buy him out there. Can't they? Probably buy. Yeah. Get Ajax to terminate it if he's not going to kick and buy it. They've probably got it. Ajax no, probably it, got a, per, a purchase clause, haven't they? Where if he plays a certain amount yeah. of games, mm, that's probably always not. I think he's played four games. Yeah, um, and he hasn't scored. But mm. yeah, he's a uh, blowhard on Cole. But that those couple, of, especially that year that he, that he dumped us out of the uh, at the Europa no, League, he was, brilliant, he was, he was excellent, man. He good. I, I think I think he's a good player, but. I don't know. He's, to be fair, he's different to what we've got as well. Um, mm. But who knows? Who knows? Um, Kevin has asked, is it time to sell Samada? But also, should someone at the club come clean about Jimenez? This Jimenez situation, Dave, is just bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and I think that's what's making it worse, that we've had no correspondence at all from the club. And even the local journalists aren't being very clear on what's going on. Um Obviously, he returned to Wolves. There was rumours that Mexico wanted him back. And then on Sunday night, there was a video of him flying to Spain where the Mexico squad was. So I think they're assessing his fitness before, obviously, the World Cup. Um, he's obviously not going to be in any of the Wolves squads before the season starts, um, before the season sort of has a break, sorry. Um, which I think it'll be a real kick in the dick for Wolves if, if Jimenez starts that first game in the World Cup. I think that's embarrassing. But uh, the club haven't been clear with it, and that's the issue. And there's so many rumours. I'm getting random messages of people I've never spoke to before about different things. One saying that he's got to have surgery straight after the World Cup. Another one saying that he's going to leave Wolves after the World Cup. Uh, one saying, one saying you won the Nigerian lottery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying here on my nude pictures, press his link here. I'm like, flicking oh, there's a sexy <laughs> single woman in your area who just want to yeah. sleep with just you. Yeah, I've had, I've had him before as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but the club just, and I'm not expecting the club, and I say this a lot of time when the pe people ask for more communication. There's no point in the club communicating about stuff that doesn't need to be communicated about. But this is still just obviously we're not clear about whatsoever. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Mm. You know, you know, he's going to start that first game for mm. Mexico at the World Cup. Yeah. It feels Just... like um, on Football Manager, you know, where it's like he's out for so long or can get through the next game, but will then be out for it's literally like they'd get him through yeah. the World Cup and then it sounds like we're going to get mm. the after effect. We have some but, serious um... steroids. <laughs> yeah. We're paying for it. It annoys me. It really does. But we don't know the we still don't know the full picture, so it's without it's knowing the full facts, we're just it's yeah. just assumptions. But from what it looks like, I, I smell a bit of a rat, to be honest. Um, I'm not gonna comment on it as well because last was it last week we commented on it and I said it was all a farce and someone had done a whole article about how I was calling the whole situation a farce. <laughs> so I'm like, no comment. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's always funny when you get carried on like MSN. Yeah. Uh, Rebel Juice has asked buy another striker or stump up the cash it will cost to bring back silver. Um, Dave, I know that you reported on Talking Walls earlier that it doesn't look like Andalex have got any intention of letting him come yeah. back. I think, I mean, their preference would for, be for him to stay, but I think obviously money talks. But what I don't understand about this... How have they not put that in the clause? Well, yeah, but also, Andalex aren't paying anything. They're paying his wage and that's it. They, yeah. they, If I remember rightly, they weren't paying any loan fee. 
So I understand we'll have to pay something because we had an agreement with them. But for me, if they're not pay they're paying jack all, you've got to have in January we get a re recall clause. That's you know, a, so. that's a standard though. I think with loans that don't include a, a yeah, I thought it would a, be as well. So. But you I can't recall him outside of a window, but during that window you can recall him for nothing. Yeah, Is your player? Think, yeah, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it would be cost a lot to bring him back if we don't want to. But it's for Wolves. It's okay. How much is it going to cost us to either loan or buy a new striker? And two, is it worth us doing that, uh, or is it worth us bringing Fabio back to almost stunt, stunt his development because he's doing okay? I mean, I think the numbers are a little bit. People are looking at his numbers, thinking, "Fucking hell, he's doing amazing out there." He's not doing. He's doing okay. He's doing all right, but he's not doing as well. Right, well against West Ham, though, which is encouraging. Yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be intriguing intriguing to see what happens on that front but I think again that's something that needs to be addressed within the first few days of the window that's something they should be thinking about now really I reckon give them 35 million for them final offer Wayne has asked are Wolves getting relegated to all the panels simple yes or no and if no explain we're going to have this every why. week until we go down I think yeah. until why, we not, yes, why not explain yeah. our reasons why if it's yes let me finish the fucking question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and yes, also if you're reason, that's what I think. Safe. You <laughs> just made that up. Why? Why is he wording it like that? Have a look at the. Have a look at the. Oh, it's yeah, trying to get to the. Trying to get to the. And yeah, and tell me I've made it up. You prick. Finn, <laughs> trying to get to the word count on an essay, isn't it? Yes, there was a fire in the Bronx last hand. night during no. a fire in the Bronx that killed four people in the Bronx. <laughs> Finn, a wall's going to get relegated. Yes or no? No. Why? Because I've said that uh, we're the most technically gifted team to ever go down if we do whatever, so I don't want to get clipped up. But no, it also, um, I think I think the reasons are getting thinner and thinner in that it was like no chance. Then I'm going, well, there's three worst teams in us. Then it's like, well, we're too good to go down. So it is getting more and more worrying. And I think maybe we will start getting yeses if when there's 10 games to go and there hasn't been much more going on. But the reasons why, I think even Steve Davis has said the players are lacking a direction. Um, so once we've got that, there are very, very talented footballers there and way more talented than, I know it sounds bad, but three teams in the league at least. Um, so I'm still still confident. I've got a theory. Go on. That Everton are going to start to slide quite quickly. I've just got mm. a feeling. I've just got a feeling. I don't know what it is. I've just, I've just got that feeling. I think they'll be sucked in and I think we're better than Everton. Dave, are we all going to go down? Yeah. Yes or no? Sorry, Finn. Sorry, mate. No, no, no. Okay, thanks, mate. No, because um, you've got Lopetegui now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm going to say no, purely because there's still a lot of football to be played. Um, we've got a fantastic manager. Whether he's right for us now is remains to be seen. But I think he's got enough credit in the bank with his other jobs to suggest that he could get us out of this mess. Plus, we're still, it's still really close down there and a lot of football to be played. So, um, for me, it's a no, but just. And finally, the last question is from Shihab. Uh, he has asked, does Lopetegui's appointment make Ruben Neves staying to the end of the season more of a certainty now? Dave, Lopetegui gave Neves his first team debut for Porto uh, all those years ago. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think there's a better, better chance. Um, I think we need the contract extension within, it's sort of between now and Feb, though. I think to give me <laughs> any sort of hope. Um, but again, I think in, in Neves' situation, I think he's going to see how we finish off this campaign. Um, 
Hopefully we finish in a good enough position. Um, I think obviously if we stay up in the Premier League, I think it, hopefully he'll give us a give us a new contract, contract extension. I think he'll stay in January for sure, but it's just we just need that contract extension. I think I don't think you'll sign any deal. I think we Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it depends on how we finish this season. But I was hoping that we'd have one in September yeah. and we didn't see mm. one, so what do you fucking think? Do you think he'll stay till to summer now? Yeah, but also then, how much do you lose in the value of those six months if he has only got he one year left? Get thirty mil next year. Yeah, and if if he does sign a contract, it's sort of going to be like Jude Bellingham esque, isn't it? Where it's like, right, sign it, but you can go for this just so yeah. we get a decent amount of money and hope that he would do that for us. And um, I mean, he doesn't owe us anything, but it would be nice if he if he did do that. Um, yeah, if it's the end of the season maximum. Um, I think we've pulled out all the stops relative, as in bringing in a former manager, um, investing heavily in the summer. So we are at least trying to to keep hold of him. But as you say, his, his value is going to diminish by the summer. One year left and you're, you're really stuck. So is it positive if he stays till then and no contract? You could look at it a different way. But yeah, I mean, on the face of it, keeping Neves for as long as you can as a Wolves fan is, is a positive. Mm. He's been our best player. I think he's if you're gonna stay up, he's gonna be instrumental in that. Yeah. But hopefully he stays. Chaps, absolute pleasure as always. Probably the penultimate podcast, really, for um for a short while anyway with the World Cup. We'll still be trying to bring you content, of course. And hopefully, Dave, we might get a few more rumours. Um hopefully. I mean it's kicking off slowly but surely. But yeah, if we do obviously get lots of rumours throughout November, December, we'll do the transfer window podcast as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoy it, lads. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, just a couple of parish notices. Um, the Molyneux sleepout is, I believe, next Friday, Dave. Is that correct? Week on Friday, yeah, yeah. Week on is Friday. It? So we have actually hit our target um, for, um, for for the for the funds that we're trying to raise. So we've surpassed three hundred pounds. So we've raised three hundred and six. Um, so if anyone has anything to spare, and of course we know our times are tough at the minute. Um, please feel free to donate. I'm sure Dave will leave the, the, the link in yep. the description down below. But a big thanks to Chris Ward, James, Andrew Hadfield, George Russell, who kindly donated, bless him. Um, Finn's uh, place of work, we don't want to say, um, donated too. Um, so a big thanks to those who have donated. It means the world and it's for such a good cause. Uh, and of course, don't forget the Betmate part on Saturday, Wolves versus Arsenal, £5 in your chance to win a share of £1,000. Be gamble aware, Dave. Where can people find you should they wish to follow you? Yeah, it's uh, at Dave as a party on Twitter and a public Instagram. Love it. <laughs> and Dave as a party on LinkedIn. A lot of new connections. I know we always shout that one out. Yeah, I, uh, I had quite a few connections after the Lescott thing we did. Mm. Yeah, we got a few nice. tags in that, which was nice. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, that was really good fun, by the way. Thanks to those who came down as well. I forgot to mention that. Mm. Uh, but enjoyed it. Hopefully, it might be some more opportunities for Dave and I to do. Um, do, do some of those things in the future again. Finn, where can people find you? Uh, Finn is everywhere. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, seemingly a public Netflix now as well, if anyone fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> any Spanish speakers out there. Uh, but no, yeah, thanks. I'm M. Cooper Writes on Twitter and public Instagram. Matt Cooper Writes on YouTube. And, uh, and Twitter. Yeah, We're talking walls across all socials, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the most important one, LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, if you've liked the video, 
let us know. Let us know in the comment your comments in this. Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Um, and of course, until next time, take care.